0: All right, so uh, Vaigash. So uh, it's a pretty short parsha. I, I think it might be the the shortest Pierish maybe a commission that that first has on Vaigash. It's, uh, it's a lot of narrative, continuing the story of Yosef, kind of the end of the story. Um, I'll share with you a, a cute, more of a vart than a you know cute vart of says on the parsha, and then maybe if we have time, uh, we'll we'll say something else a little bit. So um, Yosef brings Yaakov, his father, to Parai, So Pari says to Yaakov, How old are you? How old are you? Yaakov answers, a famous answer, The days of my the days of my Megurai, are 130 years, they're very, you know, small and bad, and I did not yet reach, I didn't reach the days of my father, you know, my father's and their lives. So, there's a very famous Chazal that Yaakov is punished for, uh, Yaakov is punished for giving this answer to to, to Parah, he he loses some years of his life, famous of Chaim Shmulevitz, the number of the words in the psukim of Pari's question are included. refers is coming at this from a different angle, and that is, if, if someone asks you how old are you, then you should just say how old you are. Like, why, why does, forget about the kvetchi, like, what, what's, why is Yaakov, like, giving Pari a whole drasha, right? Well, in other words, refers is saying that there's something in Pari's question that demanded such an answer. Pari didn't ask how old you are. Pari had a very specific, Kama Why didn't you say kamayi or Kam yemei chayacha? The days of the years of your life. Persh has a cute introduction where he says, you know, heads of state, their time is very precious, they don't waste words, you know, as like a sort of like uh, idealized version of, of like a leader. And like here you have Paroi. And and whether Paroi himself would waste time or not is, is, you know, whatever. But in terms of the Tyra writing Pari's question... Right? What's what's what was the question that demanded the answer that Yaakov gave? That's, that's what sort of is doing So Hirsch says a a very a very beautiful thing. And uh, when I say this over, I, I usually uh, I'll, I'll I'll say it together with like a little joke, a little joke that I read years ago, and I don't know the reader's digest or something. So uh, a ga- guy is going on a tour of the Museum of Natural History, right? And he has a tour guide who's uh, showing him all the exhibits. This is this, this is that, and he shows this big, uh, you know, T, t- Rex uh, fossil. And he says, oh, this thing, this is 13 billion and seven and a half years old. Right? So this guy's amazed. He's like, wow. He's like, you're able to, to do such precision, 13 billion, seven and a half years old. How do you, how do you get such precision in your uh, carbon dating? So the guy's like, well, it's very simple. Because when I started working here, they told me it was 13 billion years old. I'm working here for seven and a half years. So it was 13 billion, seven and a half years old. That was, a uh, Right? And uh, because when you're dealing with, you know, obviously, okay, billion years, enough to deal with the, the evolution, the, the, you know, the Akfirah. The, the but the point is, is that when you're dealing with large numbers, the small number always is going to get swallowed up. Right? People, people like to think in terms of years. This year I'm going to do this. I'm working here for five years. I'm going to this yeshiva for a year. I'm going to this for a few years. And yet, each individual day gets lost. Right? You look at your life, it's like a combination of years. But each individual day, Okay, that's not significant. You're kind of wasting time. And you, know, you look back, okay, we lived, we lived a life of years. And that's what most people unfortunately do. You're living a life of years. If, if that, maybe decades, maybe even more. Parai asks Yaakov. Parai must see in Yaakov something, a, a, a man who's, whose life is valuable. And he says, "Kama How many are the days of the years of your life? Yaakov is a person who lives days. Yaakov is a person that's not just living year to year not just living okay we're going to go here for a year 22 years but every day Yaakov asks himself what does Hashem demand of me today what is my mission today no day goes by that's wasted no matter how and Yaakov specifically right? Yaakov is a person who lives a pretty difficult life Yaakov's life is full of, of trials and tribulations and it's very easy to kind of just like give up and like okay like, what's, what's the point of it all and yet, in each moment the Yaakovs find himself from tragedy, from tragedy, from ordeal to ordeal, Yaakov wakes up and says, what does the want from me today? And I'm going to live today as if it's the only day. We, the, the, there's a beautiful, the parakel in Tehillim, Tefillah Lomoisheh. Right, so uh, the whole capital there is 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 basically this concept of like recognizing, you know, uh, the redemption, the redemptive quality of life. You go through the whole thing. I'm not going to go through it, but uh, you know, he says, Ken Hashem, teach us how to count days, but number of Then we're going to bring home chachma, right? teach us to count the days." Make us aware, you know, that, uh, you know, make us aware of the vanity and accuracy of all the right? Just the days. Today is what matters. We don't worry about, because again, Moshe here, we're handling like when things go bad and things are difficult tragedies. We're not worried about, right? If a person lives a life full of sorrows so and full of tragedies, so the years of his life are bad, so it's like, a, it's, it's a brachin. But if you're counting days, that means that you're looking at today. What do I need to do today? Right? Make us aware of the vanity and accuracy of all that lies beyond us, in which we think of as the years go by. Teach us the reasons why. right? Teach us the expression. Teach us to seek the true reason for our existence within our own selves and in that which we can attain every day, every moment of our lives. Right? All the happiness man is capable of attaining lies in the blissful certainty that he has lived all his days, years, hours and minutes on earth in loyalty to Hashem. That has faithfully done his duty right, throughout that time. You have to appreciate the value of the days, right? And and specifically, that's, that's a general concept of time management, which you know, but specifically in a person like Yaakov, who lives a difficult life, right? And so you look at the kufas of your life, and you're like, okay, well, these are 22 years I was depressed over Yasef. This was the year that I was busy with Dina. This was the year that I was fighting with thing. 21 years I wasted with Lavan, right? You look back at a life, and you're like, oh, I wasted 10 years in this place. Then I moved here, and then I got this job. That was horrible for five years. Right? Things are terrible. Then I had this Sarah. I was dealing with this crisis. This child, this, that, right? And that's when you look at life of years, and you're looking at life and. Okay, so it's all kind of you're looking at, but when you're looking at life, you learn to, to count days. And you're looking at the significance of each day, of each minute, of each second, of what am I doing right now? What is my goal? What are, and I'm doing it to serve the Rabban then that's a person, that's, that's happiness. Shuvah Hashem Admasai, right? chastecha, uh, right? Let us rejoice in all of our days. Some kimaisi right? Just like things were bad, we'll, we'll rejoice. Okay, so this is, uh, this is uh, again, this, it's just a beautiful kind of little var to it in uh, Yaakov. Now, Yaakov's answer is, he says Yaakov answers, again, he's being he's mechalik between his actual life and the actual good times. You may megurai, you know, the years that I'm schlepping around in this world is 130. But you uh, may the years of me being full, those are very bad. He was kind of being you know modest. You know, my parents, oh they talk a live days. But me, you know, I didn't live up to those standards. He was kind of in a modest way, you know, looking always, you know, self being self-critical. But the question, kami yame sneaky is a very profound one and it's a, and it's a challenge that we should we have to learn how to how, you know to live days. Okay, I'll share I'll share one more uh, one more All right, he says Okay, there's a good piece here, but I think it's a little too deep. Let's let's uh, let's just focus on uh, on one more one, one more interesting point. Um, he he discusses here something which he discusses a few times in his writings. Um, right, the Chazal say, "Rav Kol Sil Every May you know, he he, he achieves his plan through the smallest of things, right? And so the Gemara says that because of the the, the two slum worth of, of silk. Of the of the of the Ksainas you know that's how we, the kind of psar. Right? We ended up going down to Mitzrayim because the Ksainas Pasim, which causes jealousy, which causes them to go down to Mitzrayim, and that's the key of the brisbeinah psarim. Gerviel Rach Elohim. Right? So just just the idea of of learning from this parsha of Yosef, um, just you know learning and understanding Jewish history, learning and understanding you know uh, the, the planet that Rebbe has. So he says, first of all, had we been allowed to stay in Canaan. Right. So Canaan is a you know, we're living there amongst the nations, kind of similar. We're living there, everything is fine, we're 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 farmers just like the Kananim our farmers or shepher- excuse me, shepherds. Right? So we end up getting absorbed into them. Right. In order for us to become a nation, the Rabbi Hashanah has to send us to Mitzrayim, specifically to a place where they hate us. And the thing that we do, we're farmers I right, are abhorrent to them. Farmers is a very difficult job. First, it first talks a lot about the idea of farmers. Uh, I'm a shepherd, excuse me. I came out of saying farmers. The Mitzrayim were farmers. If I cared, they had the Nile. and watered their fields. Everything is wonderful. Right? You could rely on the Nile. Right? A shepherd is no man. You don't have land. You're going from place to place. You're going to find good pasture. It's something which is very, very unstable. Right? If I cared, the others, the others were all shepherds. This was a job because, again, you're much more connected to the Rav element when you're living a life of a shepherd. The ideal of Eretz Yisrael... Was that we should be farmers, but with all the mitzvah, which was meant to prevent us from becoming, you know, running into the problems of a mitzrayim. The fact that we're relying on their for rain, the fact that at every stage of the agricultural process, we're giving matnas you know, ani, these are all meant to allow us to be farmers without getting corrupted. But the shepherd, this is something which is completely disgusting to the Egyptians. And so we specifically were sent down to mitzrayim. Right, and when Yosef tells his brothers when Pari asks you what you do tell them you're shepherds why? what's Pariah going to say? okay go to Geishon. right? in other words to stay separate we had to become a nation in a place where we would be separate from the nations around us we were going to be different and that difference was to, in order to maintain our integrity as a people that we should be able to preserve the identity of the Jewish people this is this is only possible because we were kind of cut off and the first says "To Golis the Jews were always kind of despised Right? And that was a blessing for us uh, if, if the Goyim would have accepted us in Galas Then we end up becoming absorbed and assimilated The fact that we're separate They're despised they don't let us join the army You know what a blessing that was? You, know, you, know, you see the problems when we, when we have to join the army right? But the fact that we were ne- right? You never were allowed to join the army Because we were second class citizens Yes, we were considered, you know, we were treated unfairly and lower class, but it also allowed us that despite the thousand years of, 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 of ghettos and everything, we also, we, we emerged, you know, complete. We emerged as a from yidin, right? That was only because we were in the ghetto. The ghetto, you know, was meant to keep us away from the guy, but it was also keeps the guy away from us. It's a protection from us, right? This is, a, this is a, um, you know, so, uh, you know, when, when the Jews finally got their rights, you know, in, uh, in Germany. So this was a major problem. Right? I mean, he was very involved Rothschild. Right? As soon as they got their rights, they started getting drafted into the army. It was, it was, a, big, it was a big issue that they dealt with. Right? So the fact that we going down to Mitzrayim, specifically to a place where we were despised by our profession, right, was meant to know that, that the, the Maral has a famous verse where he talks about... The Chazal say that... Uh, that you know, It says that 70 people went down, but you do the numbers, it's really only 69. So Chazal say that Yecheved was noled ben HaChemes. Yecheved was born between the walls. Which is okay, fine. You know, famous rabban, the Ramban, Ibn Ezra. But the point is, it's a very why. Do, why why does Shem do that? Like, why was that? Why was that a thing? Mama' like in the wall. She goes into labor. Like, you know, what's the pshat in, in the concept? Right? What's the, what's the what's the what's the depth behind it? So Mordechai says he says that seventy is already an ummah, right? Seventy is a nation. That's you know, Shivan ummah. Seventy is an ummah. Had Klai Yisrael been seventy before they came down to Mitzrayim, then they wouldn't have come to in Mitzrayim. They would have been a, a nation before right had they had they come in less than 70 then they would have been completely absorbed they wouldn't have been stark enough to maintain their independence it was achaymus, this in-between stage where they kind of they were a nation but they weren't and that's exactly what they you know That's what but again the same idea is that coming to as a nation in the Mitzrayim was very very deliberate and then Yosef very interesting Yosef says you know you know, you have this problem where the Jews are kind of second-class citizens, you know, the Jews are illegal immigrants, and we can get treated, you know, that could cause a lot of problems. What does Yasef do? Right, Yasef actually uproots the entire country. At the end of the pressure goes through exactly the process, but they ran out of money to pay, so Yasef says, okay, we're going to own the land, and Yasef kind of settles everybody, moves people around, and so now, you know, no one can really be this is like, you know, the argument of hers says in Germany, you know, and in Europe, and everyone says, Oh, well you Jews you don't belong here, go back there. It's oh well you don't need to belong here. Like where'd you come from? Right? It's a, you know, in America. I you know, always said like, you know, I grew up in New York. So like we didn't deal with the same, you know, I know in Lakewood we deal with the ocean county issues or like the non-Jews around us. We didn't deal with that so much in New York. It's like New York was a was a city full of immigrants, full of all different types. You know, okay, you deal with we deal with a little bit of anti-Semitism, but uh you know, but like generally speaking, okay, you're part of the fabric. You know, like every any movie where in New York City is going to be a Hasidic guy there in the background. You know, it's like the you're part of the you know where you come to over here in Ocean County. It's a bunch of white uh, whatever. You know, so then like, you kind of stand out. That's the uh, right. So, so the Jews Hashem Hashkacha and Yosef how this was part of his plan kind of mixed everybody around. When everybody's mixed around, right, this is a Gemara Chul. The Gemara this, this is this is this is Refresher just calling the Gemara Chul. That's right. mixed everybody around. The Gemara says And of samach. Right? is that was meant, again, that they should be able to, you know, uh, and it's like you see this in Eretz Yisrael now. It's like all the Tainas, it's our country. Yeah, it's not, you know, the Turks owned it before and they owned it before and they owned it before, you know, like, only it's like, hey, it's still, uh, the media is still making a nice argument out of it. But uh, but that's the, uh, but that's that's again the second thing. And the third point of her says, again, it's Gemara Khul, and the third point of her says is that us going into Gallus, right? I Yosef, and and uh, the second base of English as well came because of sinas chinam. Sinas chinam is what led us into gullus. And what does that accomplish? Well, when a person is in gullus, when a person is in gullus, you become uh, you know the sinas goes away, right? Unfortunately, you look at the tragedy of Eretz Yisrael in the last few months. that united Yidin more than uh, anything else. There was a beautiful, uh, a beautiful uh, one of these memes or tweets was going around. I'll read it because if you didn't hear it, I'll share it with you. It was a very beautiful, a beautiful sentiment. Um, was a mother of one of the uh, of, of a soldier so a, so, a soldier came home it says like this my son returned from battle his duffel bursting with things that I had not packed for him Socks donated by the Jews of Argentina, a quitted blanket smelling like someone else's home, a blue towel from a family uh, from the a Moshav, sits a from Yushalayim, a jacket from some high tech company, a scarf knitted by an elderly lady, undershirts purchased by online shoppers, a sheet that was given to him by a friend, gloves bought by teenage girls, a jacket from the closet of someone who came and requested to give. I spread out all these garments and weaved together a new coat of many colors, and right? a new casinus pasim. See, you, I say, if your brothers were there for you. Right? So again, the beautiful idea, and that, and that's unfortunately requires tragedy to bring people together, but uh, that's one of the that's one of the reasons for gullus. Right? The, the gullus was caused because of sinas chinam. Right, we see this in the original in the original and the gullus by Right, so sending into gullus ultimately unites people in a way that the good times, uh, the luxury of uh, right, we we don't have the luxury to be you know busy with uh, you know petty arguments when we're in Gullis we have to kind of uh, stick with each other right the idea again it has its limitations we have to we have to remember that uh, being united in tragedy is a is a start, but ultimately, uh, what unites us truly is the Torah. So we don't want to get too carried away with the. Uh, you know, there are there are strong differences which no matter. But especially, but in the times of tragedy and things, Yidden know uh, we fight with each other. You, you had this, you know, even in the Haskalah days in more recent history. You know, you had Maskilim that Moses Mendelssohn they they, they 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 you know they lobbied on the Yidden's behalf. You see, you know these these rallies and stuff like that. The Fry Yidden are very very much involved because it unites Yidden in a way. Which uh, and again, that's the, that's the third lesson. It's interesting is that, you know, the Golis also started because of jealousy. Jealousy of the non-Jews, which is an important piece that we need to understand, maybe for some other time. So there's two points. The days of the years, we have to learn to live days. Every day has meaning in itself. Don't look at bigger pictures. as a rest of plan. The tragedies of life, that's part of a bigger thing. You yourself, you have to live your days. And finally, the three lessons of this gullus that we see that are applicable for us. Number one, First of all, seeing the bunch Shem's plan in the smallest little things, but uh, number one is that uh, that we that we were made to be hated by the the north to keep us separate. We were made to be hated by the Goyim. Excuse me, to keep us separate. The famous pasuk in Yecheskel by uh, by um, you know the uh, it's, it's Rebbeinu he used to say this in the ghetto. Right? The pasuk says that you know you say that Nia K'Goyim are uh, going to be like the Goyim. He says Chayani that the Yod Chazaka I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you to acknowledge me, right? If the uh, Rosh Hashem is going to you know, remind you that you're Jewish, if you're going to try to forget it, right? by, by having the game hate us, anti-Semitism is the, is the greatest way to have us maintain our Jewish identity and not to forget it. Number two is that we should, Hashem mixed up the Yosef the British are mixed up all the nations to give the Yidim a certain Yad, right? That when, uh, yeah, when you're in America, we do better because it's a nation of immigrants. So, you know, as everyone's an immigrant here, we do better. And number three is the fact that Sinas Chinam and Kinna is what caused these Gullas. And by going into Gullas, that unites the Ka'iso, which is an essential, essential point. And, uh, and that's a lesson that we have to learn. All right. <laughs>